Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Hello again, guys, and welcome to the very first episode of the Brocast podcast for 2023. My name is Thomas, and I guess it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, if you're checking out our show from across the globe. And as I'm joined every single episode of this podcast, he's my bro, and he's your bro too. Give it up for Alan. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year to you all. I hope everyone is well, Tom. I hope you and your family are well too. Welcome to a new era that is the broadcast. And it's actually, uh, what, episode three of season seven, uh, because we actually hit seven years, I believe it was seven years. Let me actually think about that. 2016. Yeah, so it would have actually been the start of season seven in October of last year, where we actually uh, trying to change the format up a little bit. Went from doing entire, you know, shows or pay-per-view watch-alongs and started to focus more on individual matches. And we've even been getting on YouTube, which is quite cool. Yes, look at us. Uh, uh, your boys right here on the uh, on the old YouTube. Well done to you, Tom, for um, uploading the, uh, the shows from previous times. And it's, uh, they're always a good for a bit of a laugh and to see ourselves, uh, I wouldn't say younger state, but, you know, uh, that when things where you learned from going, okay, this is we've got to sort of tone down on what we say now. Me personally, that's what I know. I I definitely had to, but uh, yeah, it's they're always good for a bit of a laugh. Well, with that being said, guys, I've actually spent my Christmas break going back through some of our old recorded Skype shows and actually taking snippets from matches and. Check out our YouTube page. We'll be putting up a bunch of matches. I've got, what, Lex Luger, Ric Flair from Capital Combat. I think I did Ric Flair, Terry Funk from Great American Bash. We've also got the match when David Arquette uh, actually won the WCW title. The one I just finished making earlier today was the one where we watched Kofi Kingston take on Brock Lesnar uh, for the WWE Championship. And I think it's like a two-minute like snippet video because that's, that's it. That's how long the match actually was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. including the introductions and actually the uh, the rundown of the match itself. Um, in regards to our shows, you can download all of our episodes on Apple iTunes, CastBox, Podbean, Spotify, 
And the best way to actually communicate with us is really two ways. Our email is just broadcast2, so broadcast2 at gmail.com, or the better way is on our Twitter page, which is simply the broadcast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. We do have Instagram, mainly just the way that we share our posters, but the best kind of social way is on the Twitter page. And uh, Alan, what are your accounts there? Uh, you can. I'm on the old Twitter as well too. You can find me. That's at Alan Ross eighty four TBK. Um, you can find me on YouTube, and that's under the soil the, the similar name. Um, you can also find me on Twitch. I don't know if you've noticed, Tom, but I have been streaming every day. Um, I've been trying to try to get a little bit of gameplay in in every day, maybe for half an hour to an hour. Uh, and just for a bit of fun. Uh, so that's uh, Roscoe underscore Bosco 84. If you want to, I, I, I share the streaming link on my uh, on my Twitter every time I go live. I don't really have a set pattern of time of where I like to go on. It's just it's sort of sporadic and fine anytime I can. Um, gaming, on the other hand, is kind of the same, very sporadic, where I will just choose... Uh, maybe I play Fortnite or play Call of Duty, WWE, uh, <clears throat> Uno, and get my ass whooped by an actual machine. Um, yeah, so I have been checked this space, and I am on. I try to almost every day uh, to stream just a little bit. But um, yeah, check me out if you'd like. If you're um, enjoying game time, and I am planning to get a camera set up on my. Uh, my device so you can actually see this mug right here on your screens while i game and it's good that you actually got a bit of variety as you were saying you know you got your action shooters you got your kind of Fortnite gameplay and then you chuck in some family uno time yeah um i'm sort of glad that i my camera and my audio is not working when i play uno because i am filthy on that game <laughs> i cannot stand it and I believe that when I play this game alone, let alone, I'm being targeted by machines. And I know that you can't change the, the you know, the difficulty of the actual robots that you're playing against. They will whoop your ass. And they have no shame in it. I was like, oh, did you get a draw for? That's a shame. Stack, stack, and stack. And next minute <laughs> you're finding yourself, you're picking up 12 cards. And you're like, you mother... And you know, and every time I get a win, guess what I do? I just get a big old middle finger right up there, and I give it straight to the actual television. It's like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, middle finger right up there, right towards the television, to to the little innocent little character that I'm playing against. So that's right. I'm a man. Charlie's a man. Well, it's Wrong good, man. though. I think uh, one of the things we talked about how is how I think I'm getting the Fortnite, uh, what would you say, my itch has been scratched, and I kind of have to stop playing it because I play it a lot, and then I realize, oh, shit, I've been playing this for like four hours now, and I haven't played like Assassin's Creed, or I didn't go back to Division 2 because I've been so focused on zero build and just leveling up because, get this, we're nearly at the end of the battle pass, me and my son. Wow. We've nearly, we've nearly finished it. Like there's 14 pages and we're up to page i think 13 i'm like we're gonna get this done and it's like we still go till march have we and i'm like what yes. the hell are we gonna do like yes there's the bonus rewards that, that are a couple of pages but i've just been just head straight into it and i sent you that screenshot where i got yes. 11 eliminations in one game why didn't you put it up on our socials you show that yeah. off 
I yeah. show mine off every time I get a crown. It's uh, it, it's kind of like people look at it, look at this sad man, look at me, so proud. Yes, I am damn proud. I just got a win today. You know, for the past three days, I've actually been kind of getting some wins. It's been kind of nice. Owning some little snot-nosed 12-year-olds think they're better than the game. They're better than me at the game. Correct, child. You are not. You are a loser. And you play, do you play zero build or you do a mixture? I do a bit of mixture um, yeah. because, again, I'm OG. I used to play when it was on mobile. Mm. And it always makes me laugh. But at one time, it was on mobile. And then it went over to other devices that you were able to, you know, play like Xboxes, Microsoft computers, uh, to, um, PC, and also to um, PlayStation and Sony as well too. But um, yeah, I but I do I become, the more I played no builds and then I go and play builds, it just shows I I'm very very rusty and mm. I I get carried during those games. Put me in a game with no builds. You don't need to carry this old man's ass. I am ready to kick everyone's butt and keep going. So. Well, I've actually played, I think, once. I remember when I first said, hey, uh, what do I do? You said just jump in. I'm like, what the hell? You've got to build shit. I'm like, I've never played this before. <laughs> Zero build because I'm used to playing, you know, Destiny and those types of open maps where you can play yep. like that. I'm like, okay, so I don't have to build nothing. It's just everyone versus everybody. But here's the question. Mm. When you played on device, mm. was that with the controller? Or was that by no. holding your... So how did... What was the buttons? Was it on like a keypad or something? It was a keypad actually on side of your... Because uh, I used to play it on my tablet. My actual, yeah. I'm talking to you on right now. So you would get... Actually, where's my phone? So I'll get my phone. Mm-hmm. And you would have here. You would have your pictures across here. Ah, oh, so like you your joystick and your D-pad. Ah, oh, okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It was a different time. I was going to say that even the graphical change. I remember watching a video. My son showed me the uh, like the Fortnite story, really how it's played across all the seasons, and to see what Jonesy and stuff looked like in the the original season one chapter. And you're like, what the hell was that? Like really cube based characters, and how every season they just got better. They got more money chucked in it, and then they just you know the big upgrades. Because I told you, like we both, Alan and I both have PlayStation Fives, and you can see the graphical improvement of how quick the game loads, how it looks for this season. And I actually had my wife actually watch me play Fortnite for the first time today. Mm. I was uh, sitting down. I had a Canadian club there sitting in my whiskey glass, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Oh, this is Fortnite." She goes, "Is this the one that you play with Alan?" I said, "Oh, I said Jack plays more with Alan." I say, "I play more at nighttime," and she's like, "So what? So what are you doing?" <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "Sit down." I'll tell you a story. And this watch. And she, you know, she kept saying to me, she goes, hold on, why do you keep hiding? Shoot them. Like, she said, don't, she said, shouldn't you do be in the war? Why are you standing back? Or I would get, you know, the balloons, which I love because I can just hover. And she goes, so they're fighting. Why are you up so high? Why aren't you getting in the war? And I'm like, oh, because, you know, I'm going to wait for my shots. We're going to wait for your shots. What? She goes, but aren't you trying to eliminate people? I'm like, yeah, but I want to be a pussy and stay at the top and then assault someone from the top. So, yeah. That is, yes, it is very much a pussy act. It is um, Camping bitch is a actual term that my missus has given me when I play it because I will hide in a bush and then just go, la, 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 bang, headshot, just complete you know, elimination. Such a good feel. And when I do play COD, pretty much every... Every game of COD that I've ever owned, I've always put down, I've made a sniper class and I've always called it sniping bitch. I was just bitch. 
yeah, just bitch mode. And then it was just like, do a sniping bitch. And that's, oh, well, I have that set up. So anytime I'm playing a game and I am sniping and I'm sitting in the back, not getting, not getting kills and actually finding a perfect spot just to get, just wiping everyone off. And, you know, you go back to the replay in the camera where you see where you eliminate and there's my little bitch ass with the little sniper going, boom. <laughs> Sniping bitch. That's right there. That's me. But that's, but when I was researching Fortnite, like some of the top, uh, the top tips is get the high ground, you know, get the high ground and take your shots. And I thought, well, if you're going to give us a three balloon ability augmentation, yeah. I'm going to use that and I'm going to stay up there until from the, the final 20 and I'll just watch the map. And I feel, I honestly feel bad. Like one of the kills today, she watched me get the victory and I felt really bad because I had a gold rocket launcher and I just stood up the top there and I watched, right? Final five. Map's nice. getting smaller. And I watched it get smaller and then it got down to the final three. That guy kills that dude and there's trees around and you could tell the little player's panicking. Like, where am I? So he's cutting on all the trees and he realizes I'm not there and I just aim my little shot and just. And you just watch this missile fly, 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 fly. He ran away, but then ran back, and it just hit him just dead set on the head. And she goes, oh, she goes, did did you win? I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, you probably should have had a a proper one-on-one fight. I'm like, if they're going to put that ability in there, it's not my fault. Take it. She goes, is this how you play? And I'm like, sometimes it's a bit of one-on-one, but usually I'm not good with switching quickly to my weapons out because I might hit the hammer and then I go that way, but... Yeah. No, perfectly. I totally understand that the camping bitch way is the way. Mm. But you yes. and I did a couple of duos together. Remember, we just sat on top of the balloons in the first season on the big ones. We just sat there on top, and it's like, all right, cool, just wait out here for a bit. Rather then, do that than we move. Yeah. There's a lot of people who play very sweaty, and they're the very sweaty players who just have to get the win, have to get the yeah. elimination, blah blah blah. Where I'm very much by the end of it, if it does come down to says how many eliminations or how many kills shots I've had. If I'm on one or two or three, I'm happy. Mm. If I'm, a, if I'm, like, I think I had a game this afternoon, um, just getting back from my trip, and I jumped on, and I think, I yeah, got eight eliminations, which is pretty good for me. That's because I was running around with the hammer, and I was being a bit of a dick. So I was stealing kills from my uh, my teammates. So... Yeah. One of your tweets, I think, that you put up a few weeks ago was um, you had a Victory Royale, but if you look at the fine print, it said Victory Royale without doing an elimination. <laughs> and I'm Passivist. like, so you got it, but you yourself in the game, in the duo, didn't do any eliminations with the people. Shit. <laughs> I play squads and I play with a team. They were very sweaty. Yeah. And they're all talking to each other. Again, I have my microphone off and I'm just listening to them. And then next minute we get the win. And they're just, yeah, like I said, in, the, in that very tweet there, zero eliminations, absolute pacifist. Didn't need to shoot anyone because the sweaty boys I was playing with took care of it all. I and get one, a free one, crown. Here's the thing about the crown thing, though. Like, I've never actually won a crown and then won the next game and kept it. Like, I've always lost it. Yeah. Um, another thing too is like I read somewhere online like a crown win you only get 750 XP like I would think like to, to survive the game they should either give you 5 or 10,000 XP or maybe even a battle star or something like that like because Jack and I my son youngest son were talking about it thinking like there has to be more than that like if you're devoted to spend 15 20 minutes sometimes half an hour in a standard game 
just to cop 750 XP for a victory. I'm like, come on, that should be some type. No, I'm not saying give me V-Bucks, but yeah. give, me a, give me a couple of Battle Stars or give and give me 10,000 XP. But it's like, oh, it's very, very basic for a win. It's very, that's what it is. And uh, if you can try to continue to get the next crown win and then the next crown win, it's pretty much the same thing mm. over and over. So yeah. you're better off losing the crown. My personal thing is um, if I do win a crown and I feel like playing the next game, I will drop the crown in the lobby and watch people. It's like seagulls on a hot chip. <laughs> oh, and they come flying in. Or as soon as you get off the bus, as soon as you thank... I don't know if everyone thanks the driver. Your boy does here. Yeah, I do. And as soon as I jump out of the battle bus... I drop that crown and you watch it just skyrocketing down and you will watch people will fly down as quickly mm. as they can to collect this one little crown. I And all it does is make you a bigger target. Mm. So, But it's addictive though. Like the game, I'm sitting there sometimes <laughs> thinking, why am I still playing? Like, okay, I'm playing the battle pass to earn a skin for a dude who I have nothing to do with. So what what am I going to do once I finish the battle pass? Like, okay, but but you, but I'm but I'm fixated on it. Like I've mm-hmm. got to do it. Oh, yeah, I've got to do my dailies. I've got to do my this week. I've got to do the month. I've got. To, I'm really like OCD about the milestone. Like getting them done. I've nearly done them all. And I'm like, okay, I've got to get back into Assassin. I want to finish Valhalla before Mirage comes out. But I'm like, not nah, quick Fortnite game. I'm like, oh, another game, another game. Oh crap. Okay, yep, midnight. Um. I'll save a little bit longer to see when the dailies change. But, okay, bedtime. So Yeah, yeah I saw you the other night at, at 2 o'clock still on. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> mate, I mean, I do like the game every now and again, but it was just like, uh, sir, it's time for bed. I'll just sleep here on the couch with the remote on the side just playing. <laughs> All right, well, guys, a- so... Uh, what do you want to say there? You say something. I was going to say, that was game talk for a guy. I hope everyone enjoyed that. We just fell off a, and started into our own little homage of game talking there at Fortnite. I hope people enjoyed it. We didn't even actually have an intro for it, so we'll just say we've done game talk. I won't add music to it, but nah. on that note, before we actually kick into the wonderful world we live in and then our Watch Along Wrestling Companion, uh, we want to give a shout-out to not one but two great wrestling podcasts. Check these guys out. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Do you like professional wrestling, movies, sports, pop culture? Do you want to hear three wacky guys talk about any and all combinations of any of these things? Well, View From The Top Rope is the podcast for you. Releasing weekly on Thursdays, Diesel, JR, and myself, Chad, answer any and all questions from our amazing high flyers. Listen to View From The Top Rope only on the Visionaries Wrestling Network across iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and multiple others. View from the top rope. Your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. All right, guys, we are back, and it's now time, as I say, guys, for the greatest segment in podcast history, the wonderful world we live in. 
All right. Who would like to go first this month? If you don't mind, I would like to go first. Off you go. Thank you very much. Um, now, this story is comes from last year. I know we always like to sort of do it like a one that's sort of recent. This one is from last year on the 29th of December. So only a few days left of the 2022 season. And now we're in 2023 season, which is ridiculous how fast this time has come. Let's start with the title, shall we? Human hair recycled in Belgium to protect the environment. I'm going to also send this uh, link to you, and you can put this on our socials, brother. Brussels, December two, uh, December twenty-eight. Cofferia across Belgiums are sweeping up bags of hair clip, uh, hair clips, uh, hair clipped from customers, and are handing over an NGO that recycles it to protect the environment. The hair recycle project, the hair recycle project, uh, feeds locks and trees into machines that turns them uh, turns into massive squares that can be used to absorb oil and other uh, herbobiological uh, pollinating the environment and polluting the environment, or made into biocompass bags. Project co-finder Patrick. Jenkins explains that the one kilogram uh, of hair can absorb 7.8 liters. That's also for the people out there in the US. That's 1.8 to 20 to one, uh, two one, so 2.1 US gallons of oil and hydro and hydropocons said that uh, said that the mats can be placed in drains to soak up the pollution in water before it reaches a river. And here we have the gentleman, and I'll just, this is not for the viewers out here, but if you're watching this with your eyes, this is Tom, this is the gentleman here, in, right here. But look at those, the hair. Do you like hair? It's a hair square. Jesus. Very yum, yeah. Yum, that yum, looks yum. like a doormat. It does. <laughs> so this is pretty much what he's doing right here. Patrick Jenkins, the co-founder of the organized organization, Dung Dung, it's called, shows uh, a a tile made from recycled human hair being used to absorb pollution and chemicals, substance in water. And this was back in uh, December 8, that picture was taken. Also here, there's another picture here too. Patrick Jensen's co-founder organization of the Dung Dung and Thomas Perry, uh, producer, make a title, uh, make, make a title of recycled human hair that can be used to absorb pollution chemicals and substance in water. Here is a person here getting their hair cut. Belgium hairdresser hair salon Alavatar Clary cuts the customer's hair in which has been collected in the associate of the Dundun and transforms hair into tiles that used to absorb pollution and chemicals and substances in water. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We are changing the world every way we can and looking after the environment with your hair. Tom? See, I'm all good for recycling. I believe in that type of stuff. I always get my kids to recycle stuff and put the right rubbish into the right bin. Using of hair, though, 
I get it because, you know, people donate hair. I've seen people, I know hairdressers that would donate. You know, do they help people with wigs? You know, people who are suffering from, you know, different sicknesses and they may lose their hair. It's a way to kind of give it back. I know a lot of even universities and hair schools will actually use hair to teach a hairdresser. So they'll actually show that here's the, here's the mannequin. Mm-hmm. But using it for pollution sources, I say good on there. Belgium, good on you. Very good. Yes, they are one of the most leading uh, countries in the world that are looking after the planet. So I think us as a state and us as a, as a country down here in Australia, that we should be all getting the old hair, giving it a bit of a trim. Even for those people out there who um, who like like to have a trim down there, get some of their hair going unless you're sick and then don't do it you know get that with a fine tooth comb and just use your bush hair be good for you to so absorb there'll be a big bag i don't need to know let's move on i'm just saying it much. would be i'm just saying oh, for who you this, or, well, this, or this is hype this is hibernating time for me so it's just a lot of growth hibernate it's it's it, we're in summer oh yeah yeah I'd like to move on, please. <laughs> and one last thing on that story. Good yes. good cracker trying to say the names. You did well there. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> I just wanted to say you did well because we don't it's European names. They're hard yes. to read. So All right, we're ready Thank for you. my one. Yes, please. Okay. I'm gonna start off with the headline. I always start off with the headline. Mine is from Lad Bible. Okay. This is actually also a late two thousand and twenty two story. But it just the story was released on Jan, January 2, but it happened at the end of last year. Headline, New Year's Eve display forced to be cancelled due to walrus on harbour. So there's the photo there. I'll just show you the picture. There's the walrus there on the harbour, stopping them from doing their fireworks show. Okay. A fireworks display due to be held in Scarsborough on New Year's Eve was called off after a walrus showed up on the harbour. There are many reasons why you might call off a fireworks show, but unexpected walrus arrival is probably pretty far down the list. However, that's exactly what happened in Scarborough at the turn of the year after a big walrus named Thor suddenly showed up right at the end of 2022. Scarborough's New Year's Eve fireworks display was called off after the British Divers Marine Life Rescue Team advised them that the loud noises could distress the walrus. Thor had been spotted earlier in December clambering ashore on a beach in Clashholt, Herpshire, and drew crowds of people who wanted to come and get a good look. The walrus received similar welcome in Scarborough, with plenty of locals heading for the harbour to see the animal, though people wanted to stay, watched up getting a sight they probably weren't expecting. What do you think they would have saw, El? What do you reckon while we're while we're stopping here? Uh, I, uh, if it's what I think it is, War is having a good old wank. Let's see. Instead of getting to watch them fireworks, Scarborough locals were given the dubious treat of watching Thor the Walrus knock one out as he lay on the harbour. <laughs> as far as an alternative New Year's Eve displays go, watching a walrus masturbate is definitely one of the far rarer things to go and see. Luckily, the walrus is in fine health, and according to Scarborough's sea life with the animal care team, helping to monitor Thor and make sure he was all right. 
they posted a social media post to say that he was just to just to be resting for a few days before heading back out to sea and likely swimming further north. Thor's arrival in Scarborough was thought to have been the first time the Warriors had visited Yorkshire and a, and a condon had to be placed around the Warriors to stop people from getting too close. Scarborough resident Richard Coulson said the Warriors had been well protected and that seeing an enormous creature up close meant you respected it, he told PA. He said, I live around the corner from where it actually is and the traffic up and down our road. It's just like a summer's day. It's really absolutely teeming with cars and people. It's amazing how much attention it brought. It's been well protected. It's been cordoned off so you can't get within 20 feet of it. It's the first time I've ever seen one. It's huge. We see seals quite a bit regularly near Scarborough coastline, but something of this size is enormous. You respect nature when you see something of that size. Its tusks are bigger than my arms. And that's my story there. Once again, the headline reads, New Year's Eve display forced to be cancelled due to warus on harbour. Comments, L. So what are we going to do tonight, darling? I don't know. Let's go see the, um, let's go for the fireworks, eh? No, oh, we can't. There's a warus down by the bay having a wank. Oh, oh, okay. Well, my mum's oh. here. Let, let, no, let's not go down. To, I want to go to the harbour. No, let's not go to the harbour. There, there's a um, there's a walrus with his with his penis and it's out and he's having a he's having a jolly wank. Yeah, I don't I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Yeah, that'd be great to see actually. Not the walrus wanking, but an actual giant walrus on the side and then basically going just laying there going, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm 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 no fireworks. I'm here. Deal with it, lad. Okay. Yeah. You want to see me? You want to see me cock? No, we don't. Good. <laughs> no, no, you do. You do. Here it comes. Here it is right. Oh, yeah. Have a wank. Watch me. Watch me. Yeah, educational purposes. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Interesting. But that, but that shows what type of weird world we are. Hmm. Because if we tried to do that, it would be shunned. But if a walrus goes and do it, people want selfies with him. They want photos with doing it. But if a human does it, get the police there. Terrible. Yeah. I don't know what the world's coming to, hey? It's just, uh, you can't walk down the street and masturbate anymore. It was perfectly fine back in the day. Well, it wasn't really fine at all. Should call the cancel. It was a simple time back then. Yeah, a simple time back then. Yes. Well, that, guys, is again an edition of the wonderful world we live in. Alright guys, we are back and before we actually announce this month's or the first episode of this month's Wrestling Companion, we want to give a shout out to not one, but two great wrestling podcasts. Check these guys out. What's up everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. And I know what you're thinking, ugh, another wrestling podcast? How many times can I listen to fans beat up on WWE and AEW? Tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! I'm just as sick of it as you are, and that's why I created The Apron Bump. The Apron Bump 
is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. It's about making wrestling fun again. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, tying together over six different promotions spanning four different decades. And everything is chronologically in a timeline to really allow myself and all you listeners to live through these eras while having a good time doing it. Whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW, we even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday, or as some may say, bump day, huh? Yeah? Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Main Event Marks is a retro pro wrestling podcast hosted by two lifelong wrestling marks and walking wrestling encyclopedias, Troy and Greg. Every Wednesday, we do a breakdown and review from a fan's perspective on some of wrestling's biggest and most forgotten shows ever, along with the industry news from that time period taking you back in history to when that event took place. Main Event Marks is available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Follow us on social media at Main Event underscore Marks. All right, guys, we are back, and it's now time to announce what will be the very first episode of 2023, and it's quite topical because this actual uh, show is coming up to a total, I believe, of over nearly 30 years, L. Do you want to say what we're talking tonight? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go, and we are going to watch WWF Raw on the 11th of the 1st, of 1993 we are doing raw number one guys we have done smackdown number one we've done nitro number one and now your boys right here right now are going to be doing wwe raw number one are you ready well we've had we've had a few issues in australia guys uh if you are an Aussie listener, which we know you are, because we've actually noticed a real boom in our downloads in Perth, which is on, in Western Australia, on the other side of the country, uh, the WWE Network does no longer exist in our country. Uh, Peacock in the States, and I don't know if Europe, if they're using that too, but in Australia, our streaming service known as Binge, B-I-N-G-E, which is, when we say the word binge here, it means to, what, consume something over a long time, like binge-watching TV or binging on a souvlaki, something like that, Al, right? Binging, binging on the Fortnite, like you. Yes, true. I should go to bed soon, two o'clock. Oh, shit. There we go, see? <laughs> well, binge now is the home of the WWE Network, but the shit thing, though, is, and this is where all this flack's getting, like, there's literally nothing on there, though. Like, if you go on to binge and click the network, it's got Raw from last year and the year before. That's it. SmackDown from 2021-22. There's literally no pay-per-views fully on there yet. So we actually can't even watch this Raw show on binge. So we went to the old-fashioned Daily Motion, and we found it. We were actually watching this on Daily Motion in yes. 720 pixels, so I was able to actually get a copy for Alan to watch. And Alan, Alan said this is the very first episode of Monday Night Raw. The week prior, you had the final episode of Primetime Wrestling. 
mm-hmm. where you had Bobby the Brain Heenan and you had Monsoon and you had Vince McMahon saying, next week it all changes with Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. And this actually was the home of Raw for a number of months where they actually taped their shows for many years over there in New York. It's a different commentary team tonight. I watched this show last week, first time in a long time. It's good. It's quick. I think it's about 40 minutes that this one actually goes for. So mm-hmm. if you actually want to watch along with us, guys, if you go into our iTunes show notes, the actual Daily Motion link is is hyperlinked onto that. Tap that, load it up. Alan's going to give us our five-second countdown, and then we'll kick in. Are you ready on your side, Al? Yes, I am. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to press play with us in five, four, three, two, one. Oh, here we go. Monday Night Raw, January 20, uh, 11th, 1993. Hello, Sean Mooney. Hello, Look at that, that tuxedo, man. It's a nice jacket, too. Look at the gloves. He's got gloves on. Oh, oh it's Bobby Heaton. The weasel. I've been replaced. Who? By who? So they said that he's been replaced, and I've actually got the name of the, of the fella that's replacing him too. Rob Bartlett is who they've said is replacing okay. him tonight, because it's Rob Bartlett, Macho Man, and Vince McMahon are your commentary team. Man, this is old school. Yeah, thank you to uh, Matthew uh, from Botchamania. Always does a great job with this song playing in the background with uh, some interesting things seeing in the background. All the great botches that we can always see on AEW. And WWE. There's a few of them. <laughs> I, think I, I think I saw the other day that I watched the actual recent Matthew video, uh, watch me video, and uh, <clears throat> yeah. I think I saw more AEW than WWE, bro. Damn it. You're probably right, too, though. Yeah. So. Rob Barlett. Who are you, sir? Do you know anything about him? Is he Mike Madden before the donuts? <laughs> I've good, done a quick Google search. He's actually a comedian and actor. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he actually was, uh, get this right, I've got some notes here. He was for a brief stint in 1993. Bartlett was one of the three original hosts of Monday Night Raw. His final appearance was on April 9th, or 19th, 1993. And to that day, he's considered one of the top 10 worst announcers in wrestling history. How much does this guy weigh? Yeah, this, is, this is interesting because he takes lots of weight shots here at Yokozuna in this matchup. Ah, lovely. Yeah. Okay, so that's topical at the time where it was fun to make it. It's Coco Beware. Where's, where's Jerry? Was it Jeffrey or Jerry or where's his birdie? Yeah, good question. This is that jacket, man. Is it because last time we had him was um high energy? Back in yes. the 92 Survivor Series with Owen Hart. Look at those glasses. That's some yeah. nice glasses. And we've got uh, Mike Kyoda as our referee. And here comes Yokozuna. Big dude. Look at this fella. He's a big man. Love that line there. And it looks like Gary Coleman's grown up, says Rob Bartlett there about Coco. Oh, lo- oh is he referring to Coco Beware, is he? Or... Hmm. Mm, lovely. 
And I think this he would have a pretty big year because the Royal Rumble in 1993 was only a few months away and he would go on to win it. Yeah, it's like, okay, ladies, you need to leave the ring, please. Uh, we have a wrestling match to happen here now. Please, please move. I love the old referee shirts, dude. The old long sleeve tops, no stripes. Mr. Like Fuji. a boxing referee. Mr. Fuji with the, um, the Japanese flag. Look at Jack there, Coco. Yes. Good I could parachute. see you doing I could see you doing that haircut. Not this time, no. No, 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 no. That that boy don't live here. That hairstyle don't exist in now. This is a very much a nineties haircut right there. Early nineties haircut. You know, throw some salt in the ring, just like the sumos do. Jesus Rob, you hear that? Do you hear I, that? I prefer not to. I'm probably gonna to attempt to turn the What the down. hell? Yeah. He said, that's one big butted Oriental there, Vince. And Vince yeah. goes, oh, yeah, okay, laughs it off. Yeah, I think I might just, not might, the yeah, commentary when Mr. Racist Man keeps talking, I'll, I'll stop listening. Well, it's cool we actually get to do this show. As you said, we covered the very first SmackDown, the very first Nitro, and this was one of the, we actually have talked about doing this show for many years, about actually one day going back and watching the first Raw and here we are on what the thirtieth anniversary of that, you know, coming forward. It's crazy. Interesting camera shot right there. It's um, you see those and very much of the. Uh, uh, you can go onto a website with uh, PH is the initial, so you can get the same view. And a side note there, shout out to Matt Ritter and the Smackin' It Raw podcast. Good show, good show. Definitely on the PH there too. Did you hear that line then? No. Look at that line going up there. It's somewhere between, you know, the Undertaker's what you know, the the dark side or something like that. Lovely. Yeah, just muted. I I don't know. I'm just focusing on the wrestling. I still like one of the most funniest stories I remember ever hearing back in the day. I think it was at SummerSlam. Uh, Yokozuma. It was back. In, I think it might have been 1993 or 1994. It's when he became WWE champion, and when he beat Bret Hart, and then Hogan came out. And, you know, stole the title, but it was actually at the outside arena. And uh, I remember hearing a story once. I think it was Bruce. He actually spoke about it too. Uh, Bruce Pritchard, um, Yoko Simo came out to the ring with his uh, sandals on, and as he got into the ring, the the ring because it was outside, it was piping hot. So he went, "Oh shit!" And he went to, you know, "Come on, brother, I need to put these back on." He went to grab his sandals, but Mister Fuji grabbed the shoes, and then threw them out. Threw them over the, the says, no, you don't need shoes. He was like, dude, I need the shoes. So if you go back and you watch, uh, I believe it's one of the SummerSlam where he won, becomes WWE title, he wins the WWE title, beating Bret Hart, you can actually see him struggling quite a bit because his feet were burning hmm. because of the ring. Yeah, that would have been the lead-up to Mania 9. That was um the one outside where JR came back as well. Yeah. With the elephants. <clears throat> yeah, WrestleMania nine, that was the one that had what Hogan with the black eye or something in the main event and comes out and beats Yoko and wins the championship once again and Yeah. Yeah. Hitman to Yoko to Hogan. Mm. Jeez, what a leg drop. Yep. Your head is gone, Matt, brother. Thank you for taking you back. Ico Pro, very nice. Isn't that that's like a fitness program? I thought that was. I remember hearing it back in the UFC time. Yeah, definitely. 
We're going when you look at that, oh, look at this. Look out. It's a choke, Red. That's a choke. Oh, okay, it's a throw. I think I've seen no offense from Coco this whole... Lot oh, I hit a few drop kicks just before, really? but, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, look out. Oh, oh squishes him. And the oh. big Samoans today oh, no. still use that maneuver. Yeah, well, you got got, uh, what, Soa Sokoa, really influenced by Umaga at the moment, using the spike and stuff like that, and the running turnbuckle splash, and, yeah. Usos as well, too. It's all mm. part of that family. It's all part of that heritage. Banzai! Oh. oh, look at that. It is a quick one, like, watching this, and it's over now, but, like, yep. what's your earliest memory of you seeing Goko? Because, again, you know, you and I started watching, like, 97, 98, and he was really like fully gone then i think he died within the next couple of years as well that's a really good question i mm. don't really know maybe he might have had a project with vader one time maybe ah uh, yeah but that's how i remember just seeing these two behemoths but other than that oh i think my earliest memories is checking out some of the old vhs's of in your house when he was part of Camp Cornette, you know, with Jim Cornette yes. and Owen Hart, British Bulldog, and around that time, that's the first time I think I remember really seeing him. So, yep. Oh, look out! Here we go. Oh, this was in the lead up to the Raw One Thousand or something, wasn't it? This video package. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, we got this one is interesting to have on the old Daily Motion. They used to be on Monday nights. Rocky and that tongue there, lashing there. What do you think about that, like a three-hour Raw program? Like, when was the last time you fully sat down and watched Raw? I don't remember the last time. I reckon at least, like, 2019. I haven't watched Raw in a very long time. Hmm. I watched probably SmackDown more than anything. Um, but, yeah, like a, um, a three-hour show is... Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. I remember when trying to watch a Nitro back in the day, and that was hard. Yeah. Now that's good. that's an old ad we've just come up for a, a south, the South of Raw. Hmm. Oh, there we go. We got the lady in the ring, just holding up a Raw card. God, look at the hair. I should do that. Hey? I was thinking about doing that in the new year, just changing it up. I don't just think you like it. I don't think your missus will like you in the house anymore. Well, it's bloody my choice, mate, all right? This is to me, Dal. <laughs> I'll, I'll comb it back, sorry. There's um, Stone Cold to be a man over there with a moustache. Looks happy as, as a pig and shit. He's the timekeeper, isn't he, that fella? Yes, he is. Yeah. Jeez, look at this oh. pink shirt here of Hainan. I know, it's... uh. Oh, who are we talking about here? I think he's talking about Lex Luger. I'm having a feeling because he's saying the narcissist. He's saying yes. about being perfect. I think it's that. Yeah. I scream to horse manure. He's talking to Mr. Perfect here, uh, Mr. Heenan. What a weird just combination there. Horse manure. I was going to say horseman, but then he said horse manure. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Two no, different we things. We can't talk about the horseman in uh, WWE. No, it's not Vince's. Uh, not Vince's baby. He didn't make it. So why? He could sell so well, can't he? Yes, he's one of the best. 
Heenan. And a side note about another guy that could sell really well, we had the passing of Don West uh, recently this week, I think, actually, for the wrestling community. If you don't know who Don West was, guys, he was a, one of the original announcers of the Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, went on to become Impact Wrestling, and was there with Tanae and also Taz for some time. And I think we've discussed on the show that he had a cancer, I think, diagnosis over the last year, and then, yeah, sadly passed away this week. It was a bummer. It was a real bummer, mm. and uh, I know I, I have been previous podcasts given a lot of shit to Impact and, and TNA, but for really, he was a good dude. And I saw a lot of videos online. He was a good guy mm. in wrestling, and it's very rare to sometimes even find a good guy in wrestling and without the ego. He left his ego at the door. He was generally mm, happy true. to help others, and that's his style. So, yeah, it's going to be sorely missed. But right here, right now, guys, we have two brothers in the ring. We have the Steiner brothers. Yes, some of my favorite tag teams growing up here. Yes, we're going to get a few minutes of Smash Mouth wrestling. Against uh, who, the ninjas here? So my notes say it's the team of the Executioners. Oh, the Executioners. We've got uh, Barry Hardy. And do you know who the other one is? Uh, Sorry, I'm distracted with the green-haired menace in the back there. Oh, yeah, Doink's in the crowd. Look at him. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying? Yeah, the team is Barry Hardy and Dwayne Gill. Oh, okay. <laughs> Went on to become Gilberg later on, guys. Yeah, former light heavyweight champion. Oh, he's got is a it, broken arm. Yeah, his arm's in a sling. So I would say that this is uh, Barry. This is Barry in the ring at the moment with uh, with Rick, with the dog face gremlin. Bron Breaker's daddy, right here. And his side note goes too. Like I remember. Well, Jesus, that wasn't. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's go work on you that. Run. This would piss you off. Some, I would have to say, if um, if you're wrestling in the ring and there's some green haired goon running around in the back, and they're people should be focusing on you, not the um, not the clown. Hmm. Oh God, I thought, oh I thought God. you were going to say um, you wouldn't be happy if you're wrestling and the opponent that you're competing is not selling it properly. Like, you know, you look in those old school guys like LOD. Yeah. Like the Road Warriors would fuck someone up. If you bugger up a spot, yes. <laughs> we're going to powerbomb you. We're going to mm-hmm. clothesline you. I'm going to legit hit you until you sell properly. Look at this, look at this dude with the mullet here. Scotty Steiner does not look like now. That now is a very different cat. Look at that. Doink's about to get to get into a fight with that kid. All those kids are legit going to stab Doink. You better watch himself. It's like he's throwing at him, too. Yeah. Fuck you, Cloud. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't speak <laughs> past these kids living in um in the Jersey part of New York right here. They were definitely looking to fight a clown. Oh, bear hug. Oh, we're going to throw. Look at that suplex, man. Wow. He looks so different with brown hair, doesn't he, like that? Like, I think a big Papa Pump, jacked-up, genetic freak in WCW, and here he is just rocking this mullet. Peroxide blonde hair, mm. um, the peroxide beard as well, and also the little black that's also there. Uh, in you know, Oh, with my... The, God. Yeah, wow. The black, the black shades on the Superman on the side of the trunks, and, yeah. Bingle Tiger walking down to the ring. Oh, shit. Look at what we've got here. Oh, here we go. 
the manoeuvre right Ooh. there that took our, if you know your wrestling history, Buff Bagwell out. Jeez, that was the, a quick one. How long do you reckon that one went for? Uh, about three and a half minutes. Close, three minutes. Yep, nice. <laughs> We've had a, a total of six minutes and 45 seconds of wrestling action in our last Here two matches. Here we go. Flying. Wow, look at that move. He protected him there too. That was cool. Hmm. And I think, wasn't from memory, I could be wrong, but were they one and two in that year's Rumble, I believe? Yeah. Yep. Oh, goodness. Here we go. Here. Oh, look at this. We have some woman trying to get in here. It's May Young. <laughs> I love how you adjust the chairs. Yes. <laughs> That's, um... This security guard's like, I ain't buying this shit. You understand? Nope. <laughs> Oh, love it. There's big earrings he's got, too. He's got the eyeliner on. He's got the shades on. He's got the <laughs> the lipstick. There we go. Up next, a special interview with Reza Ramon. Yeah, well, Reza at this time was actually about to take on uh, Scott Hall, oh, about to take on Bret Hart uh, for the WWF Championship in the co-man event of that year's Royal Rumble. And we got another advert for the... Um... The South of Raw again. So much joy in Raw, yes. Good times. Well, watching that too, like, you know, it's a pretty big question, but is there one Raw from the last 30 years that, like, sticks out in your mind? You're like, yep, I always remember that Raw, or if I ever have some free time, I'll go back and watch that Raw for this segment or this match. Is there something about a previous Raw show that really sticks out for you? Okay, there's what the following Raw that followed after the Hell in a Cell match that Hunter and Cactus had mm. because it was Mick's retirement. Mick was done with wrestling after that. And they had a, um, like a, a Triple H did like a package video and it started off really sweet and kind and it got really sort of like making fun of Mick and all this like the, the, um, the botches he's done in his career and he's hurt himself walking around with half his ass hanging out of his shorts and stuff like that. And then they did a proper one of it afterwards. And the music that played in it, and I remember watching it, and it just killed me because I legit thought that was the end of it. We were going to see Mick. Because, again, mm. I looked at Mick Foley when, when I was growing up, and I thought, he's a dude like me. He's a big, heavy guy. Um, he's kind of funny. He's got a bit of a wicked sense of humor. I, I saw a lot of myself and Mick, as I was speaking about this on previous episodes. But um, that episode when the music video came on, it killed me because I felt so upset because I thought, shit, I'm not going to see Mick anymore. I'm mm -hmm. not going to see the guy I, I sort of emulated I see on the here on Mondays. And it kind of, it just really bummed me out. Two weeks later, he returned. So I felt kind of good. I felt kind of, oh yeah, you're back. Yeah. But it was just at that time, I was like, this is, this is sad. I think one of really, another one that sticks out as well too is um the return of Brock Lesnar. But this is when he came out to see John Cena and he fucked him up bad. Mm. And it was the night after WrestleMania as well too. So the rules after WrestleMania are always fun. They always sort of stick out like a sore thumb as well too. Mm. What about you? Well two comments there. I think that Triple H at that time is one of my absolute favourites. 
Yeah, because he was the worst heel. Like he was one yep. of the biggest heels. Like you, you hated him. You hated the team. You hate. You hated the the McMahon family. You hated Stephanie. And I remember being so happy because that event was on February twenty seventh, two thousand. That was my birthday when he actually retired. Captain Shack. I remember feeling like, holy shit, yes, it's done. And then yeah, you're talking about the February twenty eighth Raw, and I remember that promo because it shows Mick like slipping over, little doing and ding sounds as he's tripping over, and I'm like, yes, such a great heel. Um, I would say my favorite that I can always think about, and I would love to do it in long form if we have some time, was the night that we saw WCW ECW join. You know that that invasion storyline. You know I loved O one. O one's one of my favorite years in WWE. And to see when Shane and Stephanie come out and they make the other, I'm like, what is this? Like, this is a full on invasion now because you've got two companies merging together. I can see why people hate it because it really wasn't because that wasn't WCW. It wasn't Hogan, wasn't Hall, wasn't Nash, wasn't Steiner. It was very much young talent. Chuck Palumbo, Billy Kidman, Sean Stasiak, DDP, Booker T. But I always remember that, that event or that show itself. Another one was the same year, Ric Flair comes back. You know, the night after Survivor Series 2001 comes back and becomes the co-owner, you know, of uh, WWE and what interrupts Kurt being given the belt. And just a cool moment, I think, to see the fans in Carolina just like full on cheer when they see Rick return after what, what, nearly seven or eight months away from the ring. We just spoke over the Razor Ramon, um, uh, interview with Vince McMahon in the ring and it was actually talking about when he attacked Owen Hart, a very young Owen Hart we just saw there um, with an interview and uh, using the trash can, or as Tom liked to call it, a bin. Um, no, you got to say, you got to say bin, mate. you got to say bin, mate. It's good to hit him with the bin, mate. It always makes me smile yeah. when I was looking at that package there showing what Cena and Rock, and I just know that you hated that, didn't you? You weren't a oh, fan yeah. of Cena Rock, yeah. Uh, it, lo- it brought a lot of eyes to the um, to the wrestling world because, you know, we had two big mega superstars from Hollywood coming in, in wrestling in our very ring. Well, what have we got here? Oh, so Max this Moon. is uh, Max Moon, yeah. Yeah, Max Moon. Here's a question. Do you know who Max Moon is under the mask? I'm trying to get a good look here. Nope, don't know who that is. I'll let you sing the song first, Fierce. You know he's cute. You know he's sexy. Oh, this is the old school Shawn Michaels here. That's the blue title too. Yes. He's just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. Jesus, Elf. Boy toy. Sexy boy. Now, who is Max Moon? Well, according to my notes, it's Conan. Yeah, I was about to say, I had a bit of a glance to look there. Yep, that is K-Dog right there. Very cool. That's a pretty cool, actually, matchup. Like, HBK versus Conan. Like, you think of, like, Conan, WCW, like, Mexican champion and stuff like that. That's a pretty cool face-off here back in, what, 1993. Well, yeah, um, Mex- uh, sorry, um, K-Dog is virtually Mexico's Hulk Hogan. You know, at a very young age, he you know he was considered like huge in Mexico in Mexican wrestling. Um, but yeah, here he is dressed up like a character from a Saturday morning cartoon that we probably watched back in 1993. 
but Conan, yeah, he looks, uh, again, he doesn't look, there's the big baggy pants and shouting, oh, la, la. The bit of a, a river lassa. See, because looking at my notes here, there was more than one. Max Moon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For the character. So it says here, in the fall of 1992, there was a brand new gimmick called the Maximilian Moon, or Max Moon for short. Diamond wasn't originally intended to play Moon. The gimmick was originally called Roman Pargo and was actually made for Conan, but Conan left the WWF after a backstage disagreement. There you go. So he played it for a short bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, wasn't there word too when the, um, going back to Raw moments, which has always been a nice little topic here as well too, is when the Radicals rocked up to Raw. And, oh, you know, yeah. Chris Benoit, Perry Sand, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero. It was very exciting when they rocked up too. But then there was also talk around the campfire that they weren't meant to be the only four that they, they mm. were meant to be leaving w, WCW to come to WWF. Um, we were meant to have um, Shane Douglas. He was meant to be tagging along. And they didn't answer his phone, the phone call that he gave them, supposedly. And Conan was meant to be another one, supposedly, mm. that was meant to come with him. But I don't know, something got miscommunicated because you don't see Conan ever in, in, in WWE. You know, yeah. he's always been, I think this is probably the only time I remember maybe even seeing him. And then he would be in his own, doing his own thing. He would be in the sort of Lucha Underground now, or, you know, if he's doing it, keeping it 100 with uh, Disco. Yeah, because he wrestled for a little bit in WWA. Yes. Before TNA, and then he was TNA with the three live crew. Yes. With what, Road Dog and also, uh, I think, K-Quick. Yes. And then, yeah, within the next few years, I think injuries, his back, his legs, and... He became more of a mouthpiece manager for LAX, Hernandez, and Homicide, and then then it would be Santana and Ortiz before they would eventually go across to AEW. But no, Conan's have always been. I've even had a couple of DMs with him actually on oh, cool. Twitter. Cool. He actually DM'd us when I shared one of the Keeping It 100 tweets, mm-hmm. and he wrote a message and said, "Thank you for su- your support. You know, please check out our other channels, our YouTube page and stuff." And yeah, it sounds like a good dude. Because I thought it was a generic message and I thought I'll reply to that. And then it actually wrote back a proper message. And I'm like, wait, this isn't just an automated message. This is a proper conversation. So that's cool. He's back. Doink's back. What? What did he say? What did Marjorie mean? Look, it's Mike Tyson. What? Oh, lovely. Oh, he must have thought he was a clown. Okay. Even looking at that whole stage setup, like from that hard camera, it makes you think of like WCW Saturday Night with the old rotating ring. And then when you look to the left of the camera, when you see the barricade, it makes you think of the Hammerstein Ballroom. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, big ECW time. time. Well, well, hang on. At the Raw 1000, was that the cross show between like the Raw Arena and then they actually had a show here as well, too? Uh, are you talking about the one when Taker was there, or is this a separate thing? No, I think that this actual—I can't. I don't. Maybe it was another Raw One Thousand, or it was something like that. Because I remember, oh, who was it? 
But they're doing like a live cast or something. They were back and forth. They were back and forth. And supposedly the the crowd that was in this arena were feral because they were getting no wrestling whatsoever. And then it ended with, I believe, um, Finn Bauer and the Outsiders throwing up the um, Uh, the pack with the club. So it wasn't Raw 1000. That was the one when Taker came out and cut that promo about all of his fallen brothers. Yeah, and there was flat yet because they got one match, I think, or something like that. Like there was and one then, taped match there, and yeah. the rest happened in the actual arena where the rest of the show actually happened. Yeah, because oh. it had um Carl Anderson, Gallows, and DX and stuff all together. JR and, yeah, JR yeah, too and sweet. JR and King were the commentary for that night, and um, there was a picture of, I think it was JR or King having a nap. One of them were very tired. It was way past their bedtimes. Well, it says here on the card what the main event was John Cena defeated CM Punk, who was the WWE champion by DQ in the main event. And that was CM Punk. Oh, that was Cena's Money in the Bank cash in. Yeah. Oh, okay. In the co main event, Lita with Animal, Bob Backland, Bradshaw, DDP, Doink the Clown, Farouk, Rikishi, Roddy Piper, Sergeant Slaughter, Psycho Sid, and Vader. Defeats Heath Slater in a one minute fifty five notice qualification match. Fun. Uh, the Miz defeats Christian to win the Intercontinental Championship. Oh. Brut- Brutus Clay with Cameron, Naomi, and Dude Love defeats Jack Swagger in sixteen seconds. And the opening matchup was Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, and Sin Cara. Defeats Del Rio, Jericho, and Ziggler in a six-man tag in four minutes and eighteen seconds. So, what year was this? Uh, this took place in two thousand and twelve. Was Raw ten, yeah. Raw one thousand? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a mess. Sounds like yeah. a. I wasn't watching twelve and thirteen. Yeah. I wasn't watching then. No. Yeah, it's like they just um, went into creative mode in um, WWE and just went, all right, just put everything on random. <laughs> yeah, just like you're doing. <laughs> you're with that old... person now. You're managing them. You're teaming up with that guy. Yeah. It's interesting. Anything with Brutus Clay, I wasn't watching. I just did not want to watch like him and Albert and stuff like that. I was not into the whole dancing Funkasaurus thing. Oh. It's been a good match, this one. Yeah. This guy... Um... Conan, looking at Conan, he's so skinny here too. I actually think I don't think it's actually Conan. I think it's Paul Diamond, which is okay. the guy that would go on to play it. Because yeah, he just seems a bit fairer to be yeah. Conan. He's a bit taller as well, but would have been cool if we got Conan and Sean. But yep, yeah, we've covered a lot of Sean too, guys. We actually uh, we're thinking about we had an idea about maybe doing a watch along to the nineteen ninety five. Royal Rumble matchup, so you know we'll see what happens there in the future. But we've covered lots of. Sh- oh, got him! What the? Okay. No super kick. Nope. No elbow drop and no super kick. It was a back body drop. Yep. Your winner and still IC champion. John Michaels. Now look out. Oh, look at this one out. Damien Demento takes on The Undertaker. Let's go. 
Well, watching this other Raw ad, what is some of the worst Raws that you remember in history? Any segment that you thought, what is this shit and why am I watching this? I think probably the the lead up when the authority any any authority um like uh promo would would take twenty minutes of the first of, of the show with Stephanie and Hunter are coming in and they're just blabbing on about the same shit every goddamn time and you're just like, Let's just move on, please. So yeah, maybe that oh, here we go. Yeah, any of the what was it? This is this is what's best for business. That whole shit. Yeah. yeah. No. No, no one can come in, guys. It's yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> probably the <laughs> brain being beard. probably the brain being a a, a Jewish uh, a Jewish man. I love how you can still see the blonde on the side of the hat. Yes. <laughs> The crowd's loving this too. Oh god, they came off. Bobby, yeah, it. I would say what one of my worst yeah. roars was anything to do with uh, Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley. Remember that segment where he had his sisters and stuff come in, and I hated that. I hated the Rusev Lashley Lana thing. That was weird. That was like yeah. 2020, I think, and I hated that. Hated it. Yeah, it was just yuck. Weird yeah. shit that was. Yeah, I love that they're blimping out. The actual copy that you have downloaded for us, this is actually blipped out the WWF. Yeah. Uh, for God's sake, people, come on. Interesting seeing Marcher Man here on commentary because this is where he actually was would come out and say later that he believed that he was being forced to be there. He wanted to get back in the ring. Yes. And Vince wanted to focus more on younger talent, and he felt like, okay, well, I'll be better off going somewhere else. And he would eventually go, I think, that year, I believe, to WCW and rock up on the Saturday night taping they did. Yeah. Oh, jeez. They slap? What are they doing here? Smacking him. Whoa. Is this how they actually would have split up, is it? Because, yes. Yeah, yeah this yeah. was what Kim Chi and Harvey. Harvey Wimpleman, and we saw the referee at the time was um, uh, Bill Alfonso. Oh, we got Slick. God, we haven't had Slick in years. We covered him like back in like 1990s Survivor Series. That was like 2018 we covered that. This guy, Kimchi, is really pushing him around. He is. Just dropped a right hand there. We should do that for Halloween Monday. I should do Kim Chi and you can be Harvey. Oh, who's going to be Kamala? We'll find someone. I'll be here. Uh, so who are you being again? Kim Chi. Yeah. Well, because yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the taller one, I'll be Kim Chi then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can do the Harvey Wimple. Hey. <clears throat> oh, big chop sends him over the top rope. Chasing Harvey out of there. Oh, look at this guy. Damien uh, Demento with a half Damien. Ma- yeah, what do they call it? A skullet? Isn't a it? skullet. Yeah, yeah there's a skullet right there. Jeez, man. That's, he's almost got the same ha- hairline as you do. Shut up, you yeah. fool. <laughs> shut up. Good, 
Good save there, Tom. You were about to uh, swear at me there. He was. I was going to tell you. I was like, you're not going to punch you through this Skype screen. Yeah, he, he kept it really cool there, guys. You should have saw the actual look, you know. I think we might even, uh, Tom will have to put it up, you know. One-liners from Ellen. I, get, I get self-conscious about my hair, and I don't need those comments from you. For real? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with your hair. You're not losing any, You're not losing shit. Yeah. You're fine. And there's the, this, is, this is the grey Undertaker looking here. Yeah, just Paul Bearer just ripped his tie off there. He did too. Look at that. Just yanked it. <laughs> hey, give me that son of a bitch. Give me the ear. Oh, yes. My Undertaker. Oh, okay. People on those foam, uh, what? Tombstones. Yeah. Tombstones, urns. Here we go. Oh, Dementor. Who, who's he talking to? The voices? And I'm going to be the Undertaker. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Hello, sir. So it says here that Damien Dementor was a villainous character who hailed from the outer reaches of your mind. Yes. And showed mentally disturbed behavior. Right, that sounds like you, but okay. Yes. Wow. <laughs> he's like chopping easy open he's, fist uh, here open palm shots to the throat very much like Kate. oh gosh see this is when Taker oh, literally yes. showed no emotion like when he slammed him there his face didn't change it's the same standard still face he's the dead man he's the definite yeah. dead man he's you know a walking breathing well not somewhat breathing you know zombie that's all he is Hoi, wham! Hurricane Runner, do it. Nah, next time. No. Next time. He's never done it in the first place. Why would he do it? Why would he do it then? Well, then, when the young now. when the young bucks grab you by the hand and they go up the top rope, they'll do a Hurricane Runner with against Ray Phoenix or something like that. So yeah, love you, Nick. Love you, Max Jackson. <sighs> also, like to say. Um, Great job to Kenny Omega for having a stellar of a match against Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom 17. Watched that the other night. Bloody good show. Yeah, I heard you went over to go check it out live, didn't you? You watched it? Yes, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Watched it with a friend of ours, friend of the show. Um, told young Matt that we were actually going to um, do a show tonight about it. And uh, yeah, I was going to talk about it. So yeah, I was just going to say, really good show. People should check it out. Oh, take it going up. Jesus. It's almost like a Monty Brown pounce then. <laughs> yes, nothing better than a bit of Monty Brown action. Oh, there we, we go. Up and over. Bit of a wolf whistle there when he hit, when he put him in the. Uh, Let's look at the arm stone. though. His arm's not. Jesus, no. take it. Yeah, yeah protected yeah. him, but. Yeah. That's it. Get the body bag, Vance. Get the body bag. Put him in the body bag. There was um, a couple of the... Oh, 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 oh. Jesus, Paul. And we have a minute 45 left of the show, and we're going to end it with Vince McMahon talking to a clown. Well, this was the, the eventual heel turn, aren't we? We get in the heel doink, I think, at this time. Yeah. It's... 
Oh, look out, Al. <laughs> it's Crush. Oh, yes, it's Crush. Look at that hair, man. Yeah, man. Such a good time back then to just have hair like that. The, just cut the ends off, dude. Just cut it off. No. No? You don't dig on that? No, because my son's got that hair stolen. I go, come on, son. Just just trim it, mate. No, Dad. I want to be Crush. And I'm like, whatever. Go away. Is it because you're jealous and you can't do that? Little bit. Little bit. There we go. He just sprayed him with a gun. It's got urine in it. Take it's that. Got, it's got <laughs> homeless man urine. You're going to die. <laughs> oh, you nearly lost the shit there. Do, 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 do. This is how raw number one's going to go off the air, guys. Crush chasing a clown. What's that? Is that his theme song playing? Yeah, Evil Doink. Evil Doink's... Um... No, that's Crush's theme song just playing for some reason. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> okay, Crush. and see you later. I love, I love this ending. Come yes. on now. I can, they know me. They know who I am. Okay, I can go in. And there we oh, go, ladies it. and gentlemen. Well, there we go. Any final comments, Al, on the very first episode of WWF Raw? Well, it's, um, SmackDown was organized and, uh, Nitro was a bit organized. That seemed a bit, like um let's throw every let's throw shit against the wall and see what sticks and uh it was a good show mm. good start to the year of your boys here at the broadcast well before we finish up guys we want to give a shout out to not one but two great wrestling podcasts and also a shout out to our affiliates and sponsors check these guys out interruption in progress now hijacking into ans 2.0 immersion rig now simulating the amazing nerd show, featuring comments. <laughs> and Batman's like, you're safe here and everything, but the Joker also pulls out a gun and shoots himself. Movies. People fight with lightsabers, what the hell do you want? I mean, you're every, I mean, in every one of these movies, there's a lightsaber battle. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm going to rewatch it a million times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, give me something more. Wrestling. That would be awesome. Oh my God, just a monster. <laughs> Fans would be like, holy, what the hell's going on? <laughs> what happened to Jericho? <laughs> Horror. It starts off like any other like home invasion type of story, and then it just goes crazy. And more. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Dan. And we are the Amazing Nerd Show. Make sure to download us on all your favorite podcast platforms. What's up, everybody? I am the patron state of podcasting, the warden, Matt Ritter, the host of the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Yes, you heard that right. And I'm here to tell you about the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the Smack and Raw podcast. Me and my co-host, Vince Delgado and Miss Katie Kinsey Bebe of the She Leads Showcase do a weekly recap where we cover Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and Rampage. We are on Pornhub, YouTube, and every audio platform you could think of and we are spitting what we don't like and swallowing what we do every week we've also got guests from some of your favorite podcasts so if you want to have fun take your pants off put in your headphones pull up to your favorite listening or viewing device relax and just have a good time catch up on the week in wrestling in our own unique way come check us out you guys can find me at matt ritter that is at m-a-t-t-r-i-d-d-e-r 
on Twitter only. There you will get Linktree slash Smack and Raw. That'll get you all of the audio platforms as well as Pornhub. You guys can also check out Linktree slash Creation World, and that will get you the YouTube, the merchandise, and the Pornhub, as well as other great podcasts from Creation World, which is the banner under which the Smack and Raw podcast exists. If you want to get everything in one shot, go to creationworld.com. There you'll find Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow if you're a fan of DC uh, CW superhero stuff. If you want to check out the Smack and Raw podcast, if you want to check out our other show, Return to Wrestling, where me and my co-host Travis go back in time and he forces me to sit down and watch old WCW Nitros and pay-per-views and I have to suffer through Hulk Hogan repeatedly. If that sounds like something that you think is fun, come check that out as well. We also have a YouTube-only show hosted by Vince called spitter swallow that you can find on our youtube we've got so much content for you dungeons after dark as well that episode two is coming it is our most viewed episode on pornhub so if any of this sounds appealing to you i can't wait to have you guys come follow us listen to us and interact with all of you like i said take your pants off pull up get comfortable and let's have a good time Well, guys, you know what time it is. Alan's left the room, so I have to give a bit of a readout of our sponsors and affiliates. So Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. And if you check out rogueenergy.com and use our promo code 2702 at checkout, you will get 10% off products. Next one I want to talk about is Luxie. So Luxie can enhance your performance with their analog grips. These grips can be used on your PlayStation, your Xbox, and your Nintendo Switch. And if you visit Luxie.com and use the promo code BRO247, that's BRO247, you get a total of 15% off products. Up next is Triumph Chairs. So Triumph Chairs is a gaming chair company specializing in comfort and performance. Visit TriumphChairs.com and use the promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 10% off products. Up next is Clinch Gaming. Clinch Gaming manufactures custom professional gaming controllers that you can use on your Xbox and your PlayStation and use our promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 5% off products. Up next is Player One Coffee. So Player One Coffee developed coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers creative developers and just about anyone who really enjoys a cup of coffee and lucky last is victoriouseyewear.com so victorious eyewear developed blue white blocking gaming glasses designed to eliminate digital eye strain and help you maintain comfortable and focused visiting uh, victoriouseyewear.com and use the promo code bro247 at checkout gets you 10% off so again shout out there to victorious eyewear player one coffee Clinch Gaming, Triumph Chairs, Luxie.com, and Rogue Energy. All right, guys, we are back, and are we at the end of the very first episode of 2023 for the Brocast podcast? Alan, any closing comments, shout-outs, or where people can find you on the social medias? Yes, I thank you again. That was a good show. It was actually a nice way to start the year right here with your boys. Uh, shout out to you, Thomas, for putting this again all together, per usual. Shout out to you, bro. Yes, I'm still going to do it, guys. Follow me on Twitch. That's uh, Roscoe underscore Bosco 84. I'm going to try to stream every day. If any people want to jump in too or send me a, a message onto my Twitter, that's Alan Ross 
TBK, and you got a suggestion for 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 me a game to stream, please let me know because I I am suggest open to suggestions. Please. Yes, I was going to say My Little Pony or like something like that. Like, are you thinking those types of games or? Sure. Really? No. You what about Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol. Hmm. Are you paying the person? If you're going to buy that, I'm not paying any game unless someone's buying it for me. Oh. Yeah. Come on, Alan. You want those views? You got to start freaking out that money for it. You played our Paw Patrol. You played the Chase. You played the Marshall. What are they going to do? Oh no! Look oh, at this. Yeah, look at this great graphics. <laughs> that looks like a PS2 game. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, 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 thank you. No. Well, guys, if you want to check me out, I'm at Mister Underscore MMA Action on Twitter. If you want to check us out collectively, it's at the Brocast T H E B R O K A S T. You can download all episodes on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Castbox, Castro, also Podknife. Send us an email at broadcast2 at gmail.com. If you have a commercial or an ad that you would like to have on our show, like the many promos that were featured tonight, send us an email. Always happy to share other wrestling podcasts and grow the hashtag wrestling community. But as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening all. Good night. Yeah, guys, thanks for sticking around. Now we're going to go back and listen to a classic TBK moment. Uh, it looks like Uncle Fester from the Arms Family. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. What's that? I love Shut Arms up, Family. Young person. I actually watched the movie the other day on Foxtel. Arms Family. The, the very first one with um, I'll just draw a blank. Then who played Fester? Oh, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, Doc Brown. Doc Brown played him. Yeah. Mm. Buddy, I'm Uncle Fester. Yes. And um, yeah, it's a good film with also Christina Ricci playing Wednesday. Yeah, before she did the craft. <laughs> what? And Casper. Page here. Casper. With Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman dies yeah, yeah, and yeah. comes back. <laughs> oh, he dies and falls off a cliff. They lose their mum or something. And yeah, they go no, like, well, let's bring her back. We should do that movie, eh? No. Yeah, it's a bit dark. Get down. <laughs> yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Who are you going to call? Someone else. Someone else. And leaves. Was um, it the Reverend gets his head turned around the other yeah, way? Yeah, Exorcist style. He's got vomit all over. Sorry, out. Good It's a crumb cake. It's a crumb cake. <laughs> and, uh, Eric, Classic. Eric Idle oh, from so the good. Monty Python yeah. um, fame is in it as well too. <laughs> and there'll be a little bitch named Christina or something. I don't know. The bitch who's trying to hurt the... <laughs> trying to take the house. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so good. Yeah. You were doing it. We have to do it. Uh, it's a classic. Mm. It's a classic. There's a girl on my bed. You're like, Casper, you don't have a dick. And you're <laughs> and you're an eight year old boy. And then he becomes a kid at the end, doesn't he? And, and, yeah, he goes, hi, because her mum 
yeah. makes him into a boy and then he goes, Ah, oh, no, I have to go back. And he's wearing that white pirate style shirt opened up there. That's what he was at, wearing before he dance. died. Yeah, the dance. Yeah, I'll dance with you for one night. How did he die? He got um, cold or something, didn't he? He no, got what? Got cold or something? He, yeah, he got pneumonia. Yeah. He got a cold? No, he got cold. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ha! Cold. <laughs> no, like, help me! I'm help frozen! Me. 